Thanks for tuning in to the Embodied Astrology Podcast. I'm Renee Sills, consulting astrologer, somatic practitioner, and your host. At each new zodiacal season, I offer audio horoscopes by donation for your sun, rising, and moon signs. If you'd prefer to read rather than listen, you can also find written and edited transcripts of these horoscopes in my free virtual member community. If you enjoy what you hear today and would like to support this work, please make sure to follow and subscribe and leave a great review. Your donations and memberships sustain the production of these readings. Thank you. You can find more information in the show notes or at embodiedastrology.com. Hello, Cancer. Welcome to Leo season. Before I begin your reading, I want to tell you two thoughts. And I don't know if these thoughts are going to have anything to do with the reading, but I feel compelled to share the thoughts before I begin the reading. So the first thought is that when I sat down to record for you, I was ready to go, but then I really felt like I needed to get up and get some sugar. Um, so I got up and got a glass of lemonade and I'm coming into your reading with this cup of sugar. <laughs> and the second thought, and it's a cup of sugar because it's sweetened lemonade. Um, you know, lemons are sour. And it's the summer where I am, Leo season, beginning of summer. I live in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, so it's a very refreshing cup of sugar. And the second thought is, once again, I am reading for you at the end. I've read for the 11 other signs. I did not intend to keep your reading for last this time, as I did last month uh, during your season. But I started uh, my readings this season when the moon was in Leo, and it made sense to read for Leo then. And just through happenstance and how uh, I intuitively kind of felt my flow through the readings, I've arrived at yours last. And when I was holding this in my awareness as I sat down to do the reading, I recalled that there is a chart called the Thema Mundi, and this is the uh, hypothetical birth of the world. And the Thema Mundi is a Cancer rising chart with the moon in Cancer and the sun in Leo. And the moon is not in Cancer today. The moon is finishing its transit of Virgo, a sign that is actually very deeply complementary uh, to Cancer in many ways. And we're in the last day of Cancer season as I'm reading for you. So the sun hasn't quite gone into Leo uh, on this day that I give this reading. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if either of those themes make their way into the reading. I have a feeling that at least the first one will. Um, so welcome to Leo season, Cancer. I hope you had a good Cancer season. The last week of Cancer season was pretty wild, at least uh, for a lot of people who had cardinal sign placements as a Cancer, you are a cardinal sign. And in the last week of Cancer season, we had a bunch of stuff going on, including the Cancer new moon um, in opposition to Pluto, leaving Capricorn, your opposite sign, uh, where it has been <laughs> reflecting back to you its immense powers of transformation for 15 years, and it's about to move on out and into another space. Um, and then in the, the same period of time, we had the nodal axis, the eclipse points, shift from Taurus and Scorpio into Aries and Libra, 
eclipses will happen in Aries and Libra seasons uh, until 2025 now. And so there was a lot of activity on the Cardinal Cross, the four signs of the Cardinal Cross. And for anyone who's Cardinal identified, so that includes you, this is a very potent shift because what is getting activated here uh, are long-term cyclical processes. I mentioned Pluto has been in Capricorn since um, 15 years, in 2008 it entered. And the North Node has not been, the ascending node of the Moon has not been uh, uh, in Aries for like 18 years. So there are significant new chapters and pages that are turning over right now. And I think you can probably feel how your life has really transformed over the last couple of years. I'm going to say definitely since 2020. Um, of course, the whole world has transformed since 2020. Um, but in, in your particular life, I think uh, not everybody had everything upheaved. Um, I, I think a lot of cancer identified people are like, whoa, <laughs> this, is a new, this is a new game I'm playing now. Um, so there's a kind of momentum here. And when there's momentum, there it's something can be momentous. And whether or not you feel like a lot is going on in your life right now, I want to encourage you to think about the general landscape of your life and all of the many things that are changing around you as a kind of momentous moment. And this is a moment that spans several years. And for human beings, especially human beings who have access to um, smartphones and stuff, you know, we have very short attention spans and very short memories. And we don't, uh, we, you know, a lot of times it's like life is busy. So we don't necessarily tend to exist on this big archetypal level uh, every moment of every day. And so it can be easy to kind of just go through your life and be like, do, 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 this is my life, this is what's happening. But if you zoom out and look at the last three years since 2020, and then maybe do some inventory, think back 15 years, think back 20 years, think back eight years, um, you can see that a lot has changed. And that's the nature of life, right? Life changes over time. And so where you are right now is in the kind of dawning of a new chapter that has involved a huge amount of material kind of turning over and composting and uh, turning into something else. There's a big transformative process that you've been through. And Leo season is delivering that to you this year. And it, it feels like it's delivering it to you in awareness and sentiment of what you have to work with now. And in your reading last month, I was talking about uh, feeling that you are more in control of your resources now. And even though resources very uh, disturbed and kind of unpredictable in the world right now in general, like that word, whether we're talking about money or home or uh, time, like, you know, people are going through a lot you have some kind of orientation now towards what you have that you didn't have before. And so what you have could include a whole lot of things. And first and foremost, I want to say that you have your heart, you have your spirit, you have your essential nature, you have what you love. And Cancer, when you love, 
you tend, you caretake. And therefore, what you love can grow. And I really want you to think about your heart and your attention and your spirit and the light that you shine as a resource. Then you have all kinds of things that you've developed over your life. Um, you've survived, right? So you have a certain kind of skill set because you've survived whatever you have survived. And therefore, you have resilience, you have skills, you have some amount of wisdom. Um, you have been interested in things. You've developed particular kinds of capacities, uh, more skill building, right, and talent. And then you have, you know, whatever you've collected over the times, uh, and that could include debts as well as possessions. Um, it definitely can include relationships. Relationships are potentially a huge resource and potentially a huge drain. Right, So you have relationships, there's give and take. We don't always know if we're going to be giving and taking more at any particular moment because people go through different things at different times. Um, you have your communication capacities and you have what you are willing to do in order to communicate. And not everybody has the same amount of willingness so if you are a person who is willing to listen and self-reflect and humble yourself when other people have um, some kind of viewpoint or experience that's different than yours, that's a huge value, right? Like that's a huge capacity that you have. Whereas if you have a lot of nervous system dysregulation and intolerance, and when people start to express viewpoints that fluster you, um, it, you all of a sudden, you know, feel your walls go up and you get defensive and, you know, that might actually be looked at as a little bit of, um, a burden, you know, that you could carry because that type of communication habit won't necessarily facilitate you receiving, uh, what can be received through communication, which is all kinds of other resource, you know, relational resource, material resource, time resource, etc. So being in relationship with people and actually being, um, you know, skilled in being re in relationship with people, which also means being skilled in being uncomfortable and doing process labor um, and collecting and organizing and tending to other people and sometimes putting your own needs, you know, behind the needs of others. To a certain extent, I'm not talking about martyring yourself. Um, the capacity you have to care for yourself is also a resource. So if you're only caring for other people and not caring for yourself, that's a liability for you, right? For your health and well-being and also for the relationships you're trying to care for. Because if you're caring a bunch for them, they're relying on you. And if you're not being taken care of and then something happens to you, right, then we have more of a problem. So Leo season, uh, I feel in your chart, is asking you to pay attention to what you have. And if we were working together and you were a recurring client of mine, I would give you homework and I would say, um, take the next month, take the season of Leo season and do inventory. And every week of Leo season, inventory a different realm of your life. Inventory relationships in the emotional realm and the energetic realm. Inventory the physical and the material realm. Inventory the mind, you know, and uh, knowledge realm. Inventory the heart, the passion, uh, the enthusiasm realm. Go through the four elements, 
earth, air, water, uh, fire. Why not? Do inventory of your life with the specific intention of understanding more deeply what you have and where what you have is truly of value to you and to others and to the world in general. Do the discernment process of um, transactional exchange, honestly. I mean, the word transaction kind of makes me like, ooh, a little bit. But there is an exchange, right? There's a reciprocity that is essential in survival, right? The, the earth and its brilliance that has survived billions of years has done it through processes of reciprocity, right? All the living systems feed each other. Brilliant, brilliant. So in your inventory of your, uh, you know, what you have, um, think about reciprocity, right? Because if you have, like I mentioned a moment ago, just a ton of skill in caring for people, but you have a deficit of skill in caring for yourself, then there's a little bit of math that we want to do there to understand how the outpouring uh, equates with the inflow. And we want to build your resource currently. And so it may be necessary for some folks to go, you know, I'm spending more on my care uh, outwardly and I'm feeling really tired. And so I need to shift something and I'm going to try and put a little more resource towards myself right now and see how that goes just for six months, right? We're thinking about short-term savings plans, just like try it, see how it goes. Does this investment serve? Uh, the terms are very um, flexible, so we can change things. But the commitment upfront is that you give it a go. Um, other way around too, it's like if you are really good at giving to yourself and you're like, yeah, I can take care of myself, you know, I get myself this, I get myself that, I never have to ask anybody for anything. I don't know about you, but I've lived a life that I have seen that as a virtue until very recently. I have seen the fact that I basically grew up, you know, having to make a ton of decisions for myself before I was ready. I've been in a lot of situations where that same, same. And I'm very self-reliant. I'm a very self-competent kind of person. Don't like asking people for things. I've recently started to realize what a liability this is in my relationships. Because guess what? When you don't ask people for things, um, there is a kind of deficit that builds up over time. There are unspoken needs that don't get addressed. There's resentment. There's also the lack of exchange, right? The lack of reciprocity that isn't great for both people. The people in my life who want to give to me sometimes get really frustrated because it's like, how? And then there's less intimacy and less trust between us than there could be. So do the inventory in Leo season. What do you have? And ask this question through the elements or through some other kind of framework that gets you to think about your heart, mind, body, and spirit, relational environment, you know, um, really think about what you have in a very broad and holistic way. In every single horoscope I'm reading for Leo season this year, I'm talking about the importance of self-awareness and self-love. As the nodal axis shifts into Aries and Libra throughout 2025 and Venus retrogrades in Leo from July 22nd through September 4th, 
We're being collectively called to look in the mirror and examine the essence of how and what we express into the world. These kinds of inquiries are meant to go far beyond the superficial. They are meant to pull us into the depths of our own psyche and confront us with the ways we've learned to hate and harm ourselves and others within systems that profit from distress and dis-ease. The work of changing culture is vast and many routes will lead to the kinds of repair and healing needed. But one path that is particularly powerful for anyone right now is a path of creative, courageous self-expression. Engaging in practices and play that help us access the wisdom of our imaginations is an act of resistance inside of cultures that compound trauma and make it difficult to dream. When we have access to spaces where we can experiment and feel inspired, we're also more likely to experience integration and joy. So even if it seems silly or superfluous within the state of current affairs, taking some time over the next several weeks to draw pictures, make music, dance, dream, write poetry, and play in ways that don't require perfection or productivity for others are of enormous benefit and will help in the clarification and discernment processes that pretty much everyone is going through on some level. As program curator here at Embodied Astrology, I structure the schedule so that our workshops are always right on time for current celestial weather. Beginning on July 23rd, which is the day after Leo season begins, Brazilian astrologer and trans photographer, who also happens to be EA's visual director, Gabs404, will offer a four-week series on Sundays, that's the Sun's Days, that explores astrology through the lens of self-portraiture. While these workshops are timed thematically for current transits, this offering is also an evergreen experience, and it focuses on four highly important points in any astrology chart, which are called the cardinal angles. The cardinal angles include your ascendant as well as your descendant, zenith, and nadir. If you don't know what those words mean or why they matter, this course will teach you about how the light at the time of day you were born influenced the expression of your chart and set up a map for your personal and relational development. In each of the four sessions, Gabs will introduce one angle and its influences and offer a visual presentation of photography that illustrates how these aspects in a chart express. You'll then receive prompts and support to devise your own self-portraits through processes of exploration and discovery. Not only will this series teach you about photography, astrology in general, and your natal chart, but I guarantee that working with this content will also teach you things about yourself that are absolutely crucial for your personal happiness and success, and for the work and ways you want to relate with others and the world around you. This series, Self in Four Directions, will be available by recording if you can't attend live, and it includes access to a virtual gathering space where participants can share and discuss their work and process. All of Embodied Astrology's events are available by sliding scale, and no one is turned away for lack of funds. For more information on this workshop series and EA's other workshops and classes, check the show notes or head to the Learn section at embodiedastrology.com. Okay, just took a sip of sugar. So the last part was the sugar part. We got the cup of sugar, right? Everybody needs a little sweetness in their life. Um, sugar makes the world go round. Sugars, right? This is our uh, essential substance. So that was that part. Now I got the next part, the Thimamundi. Um, what's coming to me is that over the course of Leo season, 
we are working with some uh, pre-retrograde energy as well as retrograde energy. So I just spoke to Venus retrograde in Leo in the sweet cup part. And in the second part, I'm speaking to pre-retrograde uh, retro shade of Mercury in Virgo. Mercury goes into Virgo on um, August, what is that, July 28th. And then the pre-retrograde of uh, Jupiter. And we're already kind of in this phase. We've been in here since June. Jupiter will station retrograde in September. And the Earth element um, in the Cancer chart is uh, uh, occupies social spaces in the chart. And, you know, when I said before that when you love something or someone, you care for it, you tend it. This is instinctual to cancer energy because love equates to life. And when you tend something and where you care for it, it can live. <laughs> and then you get that relationship, right? Then you get the bond. And with the bond comes the security, the stability, and the abundance of family. And this is the biological instinct of Cancerian energy as it resonates through the human realms. And it really resonates with people who have strong cancer placements. So what's happening in the earth science right now, um, to me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interpret this in a very kind of mystical way and try and bring it back down to earth. So I'm going to start big and say that um, we're all products of the collective environment and we are all metabolizing the conditions that have been given to us by our ancestors and literally everything that has happened in history. That includes the Big Bang. It includes the Jurassic era. Humans have only been here for 250,000 years. You know what I mean? We're like new. And we've done a lot. Like we've made a ton of impact on the earth. Uh, some groups of humans more than others, particularly at this time, have made a lot of impact on the earth that is quite destructive. And in 2023, as I'm giving this reading, we are experiencing extreme heat across the globe. There's like a whole mess of problems in so many different spaces. Humanity is suffering. And why is humanity suffering, right? There's strife, there's discord, there's disagreement between people at essence because of supremacy and hierarchy. And, and people assert supremacy in a million ways, you know, but it's like we are separate, we are different, I get to have this, you don't get to have that vibes. And ownership, right? We're separate, we're different. I'm stronger than you, I'm more than you, I'm gonna own you. Discord. There's a lack of care, there's a lack of love, there's a lack of seeing the others. And that includes the humans, the many, many kin and family members beyond the human realm, the living earth as equal. And as part of something that we're part of. And when you look at um, traditional cultures or, or societies that were based around uh, more kind of animist frameworks where there's an understanding of life as sentient, right? And human beings not as supreme, but as part of life, you are observing cultures that in general knew how to take care of their homes. And so there's a, a real awful thing that's happening in our world right now where there's a momentum of disregard and it's disregard in so many different directions and we're suffering and we're killing the planet so how do you go on at a time like this you know what's the point um why are you going to continue to go to work 
right? Like, what's the point of all this? I think a lot of people are really in a spot where it's like, things feel meaningless in a lot of ways because we're participating in systems that are broken, that are harmful, that are killing us. And there's also a big lack of options because not enough people are on board with something else. And in order to do the other thing, it's like you have to be willing to risk everything and not everybody is there. You know, honestly, it's like most people just want to live the dang lives and do the best that they can. And it's hard to stay alive. And if you have no skills for like doing some radical new thing, like how are you going to do it? People want practical, tangible ways that they can participate with change. And they want to be able to do it uh, in ways that don't absolutely kill them. And the more extreme reality gets and the environment gets and the you know harsher the consequences are, the more people will become radicalized enough to do something. Now, obviously, you know, there are people who've been radicalized for a long time because situations have sucked because groups of people have done, you know, all the things, you know, and it's like, I'm not trying to say that uh, nobody out there is working for change because there are a lot of people who are and have been. And you might be one of those people. And I feel like you have some kind of instinct right now to transform in your relationships. And this big collective theme, the thema mundi, the theme of the world, right, that resonates through your chart is asking you, how do you participate with healing in ways that can make use of what you have and take care of you and what you need? Cancer energy has learned a thing or two in the last 15 years about giving more than you have to give. Like we discussed before, it's like if you overextend yourself, you're not actually helping the situation. You're setting things up to uh, fall apart in some ways. And part of the trauma, you know, that humanity is resonating with right now is the trauma of self-disregard. That we have been taught that our, our bodies are machines. That we have been taught that it's all on us to do the change while people with immense amounts of wealth and power really don't do shit. And people who are empathic are out there, you know, busting their ass, trying to change the whole world on their own backs. So you can't kill yourself. You can. I mean, if you want to make that choice to save the world, you can do that. But if you want to live and sustain and survive and nurture future generations and, and world build, which I think um, a lot of cancer's instinct is, then we need you to be healthy um, and health is going to change throughout your life, throughout your conditions and circumstances. And sometimes it will require you to receive more care than you give. And sometimes it will require you to care more than you are receiving. And it's all going to work out in the end if you're tuning in with your heart, mind, body, and if you are able to communicate with people. And so how do you change this system from within it? I don't know all of the activism that you are drawn to. That's a very uh, important space in the cancer charts right now. Connecting with groups of people, populations of people, demographics of people, working with organizations, uh, movement work, friends, family, networks. There's a lot that's happening in the cancer chart that's about how do I give 
in a big way or the biggest way that I can give? And how do I do it in a way that is embodied, that doesn't perpetuate the same old, same old, right? Like you're not out here trying to be a savior. You're not trying to be like a, a martyr of some kind, hopefully. It's like, how do you give in ways that upset the uh, kind of like greater popular culture notions of philanthropy or, um, you know, activism or something like giving in ways that is also sustainable, giving in ways that build resilience networks, giving in ways that build health, that build well-being. It's like, this is what you're compelled to. That's how I'm reading your chart. And the last 15 years of relationship uh, transformation that you've been doing is a huge part of this. It's a huge part of this because you've learned a lot about power dynamics, power over versus power with. You've learned a lot about how uh, I'm going to say like traditional notions of coupled dumb, like one plus one equals two, and then we're on our own in this like little unit. It just, I'm not saying you have to be non-monogamous or something, but the notion of the nuclear family and the like monogamous couple is a construct. It's not necessarily natural. It's something that uh, I think a lot of religious people came up with, honestly. It has a lot to do with property. People need networks. People need families. People need webs of relationships. We don't need just like one other person and, a, and like a couple of kids, right? It's like we need a lot of different people. We need friends. We need people that we can work with. We need people that have different skills. We need people of different ages, just for our own spirits, we need people who have different interests because we're complex beings. It's like not everybody can meet you everywhere. And there's something that's going on for you right now about how you build community and how you communicate and what you know about what's resonating for you as truth and healing energy inside of relationships. And then how do you give that? And my feeling is that over the course of Leo season, what you have is practical skills. Like you're learning that, oh, what you have is practical skills that not everybody has. And these are skills of bringing people together. These are skills of setting intention and working towards an outcome. They are skills of communication. And your communication is a big highlight right now. It's a big, big highlight. You're being asked to really tune in with your communication and to fine tune the pathways between your mouth and your heart and your body, mind, voice, spirit, so that when you listen and when you speak and when you give and receive information, you are doing so from a place that isn't unnecessarily self-protective or defensive and also isn't glomming on to other people, making assumptions about them, or letting your whole emotional and energetic body like pour into their stuff and basically become them, right? So you're learning how to be integrated so that you don't have to overly contract or lose all your boundaries and spill out. This is important because you can then model it to other people and you can build culture 
wherever you can build culture, in your immediate family, in your work environment, in your neighborhood association, I don't know where. You're building culture that is about a kind of radical orientation to community and connection and communication and negotiating relationships that are different than the status quo in some way. Might not be, you know, in the realm of coupledness, maybe it's in the realm of finance and business, I don't know. But you're saying, "Mm, the old rules aren't always great, and in fact, they harm many people, and there are these other ways that we can do this, actually. That's not the only way. And look, there's a lot of intelligence in these other ways. And then people are listening to you or they want to be listening to you if they're not already. And they're like, oh, you're right. If you enjoy my reading style and want to dive deeper into an embodied experience with current astrology, join me every Monday on Zoom in the somatic space where we work with the upcoming week's solar season, lunar cycle, and planetary transits through embodied practices, guided visualizations, and moving meditations. Every session, I offer an astro overview and tips for observing your own chart placements. Our practices are designed for you to come back to them for body-based mindfulness support throughout the week. These classes are also all offered by donation. If you sign up for a sliding scale somatic space membership, You'll also get access to my ongoing virtual conversation, Q&A, and resource sharing space. Embodied Astrology has so much other stuff going on. Our podcasts and horoscopes are actually just the surface. In our membership spaces, we also offer a variety of transformative, exploratory workshops with a range of brilliant and diverse teachers, a monthly conversation and astrology tea time sharing space, study groups, and more. Our membership offerings are all sliding scale, and we offer additional scholarships for those who need them. Keep in touch by signing up for the Embodied Astrology newsletter, following and subscribing to the podcast on your favorite listening platforms, and following us on Instagram at Embodied Astrology. Your donations and memberships sustain this work, and we are so grateful for your support. Find more information about our membership options or make a one-time or recurring donation from the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. All right, so I'm going to finish this reading up just with a little bit of timing. The first week of Leo season uh, continues this rollout wave of the square aspect with Pluto and the nodes. And the first week of Leo season is coming after the new moon has passed, but we're still uh, kind of moving through that new moon flow into the first couple days. Um, And so... The, you know, cuspy space between Cancer and Leo season does include a shifting of light on the planet Earth. And in your location, you might notice that kind of vibe. But in terms of energy, the last week of Cancer season flows into the first week of Leo season. And the feeling that I have for you is that the tiny little details of all of the change that has happened in your life over the last three years is gelling and becoming coherent in ways that they might be almost in the background for you. Um, But if you were to pay attention to them, they'd actually be really loud. And it's like, whoa, this vibe is different. That vibe is different. This vibe over here is different. This is different. This is different. This is different. And then as we go into Leo season, Venus is stationing retrograde. 
And the space around what do you have and what do you need really becomes a focal point. Now, plenty of people will experience financial focus at this point. This is happening in your second house of finances. And so uh, apply everything that I said into thinking about your finances, right? If you're out there trying to figure out how to get what you want and need money-wise, you have many skills. You have a lot to give, you know, like like bring that into your process. For those of you that have more wealth than you actually need to survive, I cannot encourage you enough to look around at the world and just think about how you could share what you have. Um, Stability is uncertain astrologically, as far as I can tell. And reading the news and things like that, I'm like, "Mm, there's a lot that's uncertain. This is not particularly a time for anybody, but I don't see it in the cancer charts to really cling tightly to what you have for some unknown future event. This is a time in the cancer charts to invest in the future that you want to see. And so if you are a person who has generational wealth or you have some kind of like um, money that you've made in this lifetime or gifts that you've received or uh, dividends that you've earned on your stock portfolio because you were a math whiz and like you invested when you were 14, what do you want to fund right now? Because I think funding the future is thrilling and exciting And it's also going to give you more of something that you want that's not actually money. And so, again, this question of, like, what do you have? Well, think about what you would have if you could fund the future. And let's get out of the current paradigm of, of like, capitalist investments. Let's say you fund a farm, right? Guess what you have in the future? You have, uh, like, lower temperature in the the urban area. I don't know if it's an urban farm. Anyway, the farm is good for the environment, let's say. (laughs) You're funding a permaculture farm. It's good for the local ecosystem. Um, You funded a whole bunch of community events that have happened at that farm. You've made a ton of friends. You have food. You know, like, let's say you get, like, farm shares for the rest of your life. You got a bunch of food. Um, who knows what else you're going to get? You know, you're going to get practical farming skills. Maybe you're going to get your name on the farm company website. And I don't know. It's like, what do you want? Think creatively right now. If you have resource to move, what could you do with it? This is a very exciting time. Fund the earth, fund the healing of the earth, fund the innovation of technology that will care for the earth, fund community projects, fund projects for communities that have been historically disenfranchised and who carry a lot of embodied knowledge around resilience and survival. Fund shit. Do shit with your resource. That's cool. This is the time. If you don't have resource, you still have resource. What do you have? Right? And this is the question right now. What do you have and what do you want to do with it? I said I was talking about timing. I just went on a ramble. Okay, so we get into August with the full moon. Um, This is a full moon in Aquarius. This is a full moon that is highlighting the future. I was just talking about the future. And it's particularly highlighting the future of intimacy for you, the future of exchange, the future of trust, the future of what could happen if there are healthy, reciprocal, uh, 
creative connections between people that are supported. That's what it feels like to me. This is a full moon that also might require some communication from you if it's a full moon that has you looking at um, financial issues, things about sex, death, money, taxes, eighth house issues. Um, this is a full moon that's actually going to bring some conversation uh, to the table that's necessary. And then over the course of the next couple of months, uh, you are working with whatever this conversation is or this kind of family of conversations is bringing forward. Because um, in your chart, as I've said a few times, there's an emphasis right now on communication. And as we move into August, we are working with the Mercury retrograde shadow. And Mercury retrograde here in this part of your chart is precipitated by this full moon, by the things that are happening around this full moon. Money, sharing, the future, what you want to do, what you're trying to make happen, your creative energy, right? Your life energy. What do you want to do with it? Some of you need to get into negotiations. You're sharing information. You're sharing ideas. You're thinking about the plans. I don't know if it's so much a point of actually making contracts right now. It feels like a lot of uh, potential strategizing, talking about um, the, the logistics of things, ideating and vision building. And you can do all of this on your own, right? It's not necessarily that you are doing it in company, um, but it doesn't feel like the end result is for you alone. You're not, um, yeah, there, there are more people involved than just you. We have the new moon coming up on August 16th and the three days or so leading to that new moon and the three days following are very powerful. And this is a new moon that again is concentrating uh, focus on what do you have? Second house, resource, finances, values. This is a new moon that is conjunct with Venus in its retrograde. This is an important signature in current astrology. And the question around what you have right now is not just a simple question. It is a question that is really a deep one. And it wants to take you into the realm of your sentiment, your personal values, your relationship evolution, and uh, it corresponds with a series of Venus retrogrades. So you could think back to 2015, 2007, 1999, 1991, etc. And think about what you've learned in those cycles about self-worth, value, money, resource, what you have and what you need. And then when we get into next month with Virgo season, we're going to do a lot of unpacking of all the inventory that you've done. So I'm going to leave it there, Cancer. I hope any or all of that is interesting and helpful for you. If it did feel interesting and helpful and you want a bigger picture of your astrology right now, check out the 2023 Year Ahead readings. They are 50% discounted at this point. And those readings are about two-hour-long offerings. They span the entire arc of the year. They also thread into previous and future years. They look at the major themes, opportunities, and challenges and offer suggestions somatically, energetically, relationally, practically for working with them. This season is a keystone in 2023 astrology. So a lot of what's happening from June through October is really like the, um, yeah, what's getting amplified this year. So if you want more information, check that out.
Cancer, I'm wishing you all the best in Leo season. Lots of love. Bye for now.